Hello, Heartland Coca-Cola, and welcome back to part two of Heartland's Employee Engagement Survey podcast. In this portion, we'll really focus around the surveys and the actions they've driven in the past. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Now, I know we've done engagement surveys in the past, but could you just give us a little bit of history around those surveys and what actions it drove? Absolutely. This is exciting. So first of all, I want everybody to understand this is a completely employee-driven process. From the start, the vendor we chose, National Business Research Institute, I talked to them, you know, NVRI, they were chosen because they're very employee-centric themselves. They're not about flashy systems, and they're actually very, very focused on the work itself. So when I first chose them, that was why. They work with me to help design the survey, keeping in mind the best way to benchmark against prior surveys and other companies who do like work. So then I work with the executive team, make sure that we're focused on business priorities and on things that make a difference to our employees and to our customers. We try hard to keep our three pillars in front of mind when we're designing that survey. Finally, I again count on our engagement champions to provide valuable feedback and make sure that we're getting the best information from our employees that will make a difference going forward. For the survey itself, we want to make sure that every employee has the opportunity to take the survey. Each employee is sent a unique link, so it is important that they not forward that link to anybody else. However, the survey remains anonymous. The link itself is unique and tied to the individual, but the individual results are not provided to the company. The individuality of the link itself has to do with the demographic information that we gather. So, for example, we're interested in results not just for Heartland, but for groups based on location, hometown, function, gender, etc. So that allows us to be very focused in our action planning so that we can do things that matter to individual employees. That survey is built so that it's easy to take either via computer or via mobile device. It's really quite easy to take by a cell phone if you'd like, or you can use a tablet. So that survey goes out and then everyone has two weeks during which to take it. Once the survey is completed, results are published and presented to our executive team. And from there, the hometown and function reports are sent out to the appropriate GM or director so that they can determine if they want to dive deeper into any particular group. From there, I can provide GM with reports related to merchandising, for example, or drivers or for their salaried employees. And this is all done based on demographic information. But again, I can't get individual reports even if I tried. So our first survey was conducted in January of 2020. That gave us the baseline for our employees and for our company overall. Then we conducted we conducted the next survey right after we came through COVID in February of, of 2022. And as you might imagine, the results were a little bit difficult. And I think that COVID was a really difficult time for everybody personally, professionally, and really socially because we couldn't communicate as well with one another, that kind of thing. So the great news from that particular survey is that we improved our response rate by 10% to 86%. And that just makes sure that we know that we're getting enough valuable feedback and that we're really trying to make, that we can really hit those action plans according to the feedback that we're receiving. And we do believe that all feedback is a gift. And I really do appreciate how everybody showed up to the table during that survey. Our top 
three topics, our best three, in other words, were direct leader, safety, and employee engagement. Unfortunately, many of our results declined and our toughest scores were in career development, leadership style, and values and vision. So we dove into that information and again, on a hometown and a functional level, and our engagement champions went to work with their teams. And as you might imagine, there's no way that they can tell me everything that they accomplished. And we we met on a on a monthly basis to review their different action plans and that kind of thing. So our prior engagement champions in sales and marketing were Mandy Meyer, Kim Lewis, Gary Swearingen, I'm sorry, Ashley Stovall, Brandon Buchanan. In Lenexa, it was Stephanie Truitt. Central Illinois had Sean Brady and Restina Pettigrew. St. Louis had Abby Alsman and Melinda Corte. Production was Ernest Bonner. Wichita, Amy Brand. Northern Kansas was Josh Brungart. Fleet and DSD Planning was Matt Gentilly. Equipment Service, Blake Rappert. Then we had Central Missouri with Gordon Van Dyke. The South was led by Garrett Galloway and Luke Dry. Planning was Kufa Mandu. And HR was actually Ellie Kabler and Andrea Gilchrist. Um, I did share, come prepared today to share with you some of the action plans that each of the, the hometowns and the functional areas um, implemented over the course of the last two years, as well as some of the outcomes. Um, so if it's okay, I'll get right into that a little bit. Um, so our sales and marketing team found that they needed specific training based on, on their functional area. And so the engagement team published a training calendar to hold lunch and learns and presented various topics. Those were recorded, which is really great. And that way they can preserve way and they can preserve um, those recordings for future employees as well. <clears throat> In Lenexa, they're really focused on ensuring that everybody has the opportunity to participate in engagement via community events volunteer opportunities, whether it's monetary or item donations. And they actually do every single month some type of monthly engagement event. They communicate that out to the entire um, population of Lenexa so that everybody knows what engagement activity is going on for the month. And I really applaud. I mean, it's just been an ongoing effort in, in those areas to make sure that everybody remains engaged. In Central Illinois, they heard that the employees felt like they needed more development. So to that end, um, they created a cross-training program uh, so that employees can learn about each other's careers within Heartland, as well as what skill sets they need to develop in order to grow in these areas. It's a really phenomenal uh, program, and I you know, would love to replicate that all the way. I think it's a, a really wonderful opportunity. Um, in St. Louis, based on the survey feedback they received, they had a, a they heard a common theme for their th three largest work groups. So again, they really delved into what drivers, merchandisers, and and those employees in the warehouse were saying. And employee experience was an area that really they felt required attention um, in the St. Louis. Uh, hometown. So they got additional feedback from their employees, and then they created a calendar of fun, um, like minute to win it games, different appreciation, employee appreciation weeks, 
um, different seeking games. They had national days, cookouts, um, snack bags, and, and really tried to make it fun and exciting for their employees. In production, um, to assist with employee morale, retention, and team building, those were the areas of, uh, of focus in, in production. They implemented a meet and greet lunch with their new hires on their first day. And they do that after four hours of onboarding with all the leadership team. And then during that time, they do a fun icebreaker, followed by which um, leader is responsible for each area so they have a good introduction, that kind of thing. And it's really helped new hires and leadership to be more involved and for everybody to learn one another's names. The name is so important. And then in Wichita, um, they found that they needed to focus on safety based on their survey feedback and they wanted to get back to the basics. So they have a separate safety team um, that's also involved with the engagement team and they felt that additional emphasis on safety was really critical um, to engagement overall. So from 2019 to 2022, the Wichita hometown has dropped 15 points in safety versus the company um, at 12 points. And because of the feedback, a new safety board was rolled out in Wichita, and they're proud to actually be only at seven incidents, or at least at the time when this information was provided to me, they were only at seven incidents, uh, safety-related incidents in 2023 against a goal of 10 for the year. <clears throat> then we have Northern Kansas, and they were very focused on career development and team building. And they've had several instances where employees have been able to move to other departments within Heartland and to areas outside of their hometown, actually. And their focus is on helping employees develop the skills they want to develop. They're, they've been diligent in sharing opportunities as they arise, and they're having, avail having availability I'm sorry, having opportunities available through success factors has also been helpful. So as far as team building is concerned, they've done fall football events, and that's been a real hit for the last two years. And then to be able to get each of their three DCs, Victoria, Topeka, and Concordia together, um, they've been able to get them all, all together a couple of times each year, and that's been really great and makes for better willingness to work together towards a common goal as a collective group. Then we have Fleet. They've been really focused on career development, technician training classes with the Detroit Engine School, Maxim Lift gate training, heavy-duty air brake class, taking after-treatment training. That was in 2024. And Drew Doggett has actually been very instrumental in helping Matt with the engagement. He worked on uh, worked with the mechanics to figure out if they were satisfied with the training and what, what exactly did they want to learn and who wanted to learn from whom and how often. So really, really good um, plans there. From an HR perspective, the HR team happens to be a highly engaged team. We always say that. We had a 100% response rate. And when we're looking at results, we did find a few areas of potential concern. Um, and the engagement survey isn't necessarily by the, the method by which you can determine uh, definite areas of focus. So we quickly decided to, uh, to do a follow-up survey. 
Uh, from there, we learned that the team really wanted to focus on career development, and we wanted to further explore this. So during one of our face-to-face -face meetings, we did focus groups, and that spurred really robust conversations and did wonders to really understand the ask. And basically, it actually came down to communication. We have a process in place for career development opportunities, but not everybody necessarily understood that process. So sometimes what seems to be a large issue actually turns out to be a very easily manageable issue, and it's just really about keeping it simple. So that was the learning there for us. <clears throat> and then in equipment service, they actually started town halls leaded, led by uh, Scott Polina, including a, a Q&A with uh, foundational employees, and they revisited the department's mantra and in, reintroduced it to the front line, provide exceptional service through response, quality, and speed to market. And they started including that on t-shirts and handed those out to the service equipment department, which instilled a sense of pride. And they also started to reemphasize safe work behaviors by making sure employees were stretching, engaging in proper lifting, and discussing safe driving behaviors and hydration with our foundational equipment service employees. Finally, they also wanted to ensure proper inventory of gloves, knee pads, and other PPE. So they make sure that they, that is all kept on site for, for the technicians. Then in central Missouri in April, of 2023, um, they had an employee appreciation week in all three distribution centers. They really wanted to spend time showing employees their appreciation for all that they do. They wanted to tie this in with their local communities. And to that end, they also had a food drive for the local feedback bank. Um, they too, this, they, they, they furthered this one step they, they took this one step further, sorry, and had some fun and excitement um, pieing a local leader in the face. Um, and then they gave the DC the opportunity to collect as many cans as possible Monday through Thursday of the week. And then the winning DC got the privilege to have their GM, Dave Mor David Morehouse, taking a pie to the face as well. Nathan Gaudreau, the DSM out of Sedalia, was pied in the Sedalia, D.C. The operations supervisor agreed to be pied in Columbia, and the DSM out of St. Joe, Brandon Klaus, agreed to be pied in that D.C. And the Employee Appreciation Week included a, a week-long list of activities for all of their employees. For example, like on Monday, their local leaders recognized foundational employees via Heartland Honors. Wednesday included a party for all all employees at HDC, and they actually catered lunch from a local FSOP customer, handed out goodie bags, and gave each employee a pullover. And they commemorated the event by taking a, a photo, a team photo as well. Then we had planning. And in planning, this survey really brought the team together. The team atmosphere was actually an area of concern there. And highlight that was highlighted in the survey, of course. Half of the supply team is in St. Louis with the other half in Kansas City. So they don't really get to see each other that often. And they wanted to improve communication amongst the team. So they started to have two 30-minute touch point meetings each week as a peer group, just to make sure that all four areas in planning, that's life cycle team, transportation, planning, production planning, and supply planning are operating as a unit. These are more informal meetings to ensure alignment and cohesion. And these meetings have improved actually the trust 
and teamwork and help the team work towards team work towards goals collectively. Another thing that they did was to meet as a full team, including the production team. Supply planning team members were also encouraged to travel and spend time with people that each one supports. So they're also currently working on a way to perhaps meet as a full team, maybe on a quarterly basis moving forward, to keep that teamwork continuously improving. And the plan is to do this in a cost-effective way, of course, while really getting to work on the team building experience for everybody. And last but not, well, yeah, last but not least, we have the South hometown. And over the past couple of years, the South has really focused on creating a more active and inclusive environment. They've worked to bring everybody together on several occasions, either through charitable do donations or family gatherings. And one of their first hurdles, of course, was the geographic challenge. Um, simply just to get peers together so that everybody could put the person with the name that they actually know. So the employees in the South hometown have actually had several community and charitable events uh, in which to participate this year. <clears throat> they built beds for families um, in need. Um, they had employees attend or participate in the polar plunge, raising money for the Special Olympics. In conjunction with this, the South Hometown sold and collected ducks for the Duck Derby, what fun, with the Special Olympics. They developed a partnership with Nobility, an organization that offers coaching for children with limb differences. And account manager uh, Courtney Renegal is a coach with Nobility. Um, the Jackson team had a day where they attended a minor league baseball team together, and Luke Dry conducted a March Madness party in Jackson. The South also had their first annual spring fling in Decoin where employees could come have fun with their families. There were bounce houses, games, food, and a pie eating contest. And Garrett recommends, by the way, not using apple pies for anybody who's looking to do this. Um, and as they finish out this year, they have been having holiday parades and, and more parties. Um, and Garrett also explained there's been more participation this year versus prior years, and everybody's really gotten to know each other so much better, and each other's families, in fact. And it's just really about bringing the whole South hometown together. So it's been really exciting what everybody's accomplished so far. And like I said, there's no way that I can include everything, um, but that gives you an idea of some of the things that we've been doing as an engagement team. Yeah, it's, it's really, really impressive. You think about, you know, the last several minutes you going through all the hometowns and all the functions and things that they've done that have been driven by, you know, a, a survey. And it's always eye opening to me because I see things where I sit in St. Charles. But, you know, you start thinking about other photos you've seen and involvement and think, you know, it started basically just from providing that gift, that feedback. So yeah. really great job by all, all the functions and hometowns. And, you know, with all the great information that you've shared, now we know, you know, another survey is coming very soon. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, sit down and share the results that was really driven by our employees and really excited to hear about what's coming down the pipe and excited to see what our engagement engagement champions can um, come up with for, for 2024. Thanks, Weston. I appreciate the opportunity and I so look forward to it.